Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Ministry for me has always been about relationships. and Serving in the church has always been about people and connecting people to the Lord Jesus. I've learned over the course of time to be a, a, an okay administrator. I've, I've learned to be decisive, to make tough decisions and to deal with the criticism and fallout that come with some of those decisions. In our trustees meeting, the leaders of St. John's Orange talk a lot about doing the right thing. And we clarify the, the life and the decision-making of, of that leadership team by asking the question, is this the right thing to do? And the answer to that question is almost a gut decision. It, it, having looked at the data and explored what the, the, the numbers and the input is, we look at one another around a horseshoe table and we say, is this the right thing to do. And the right thing is typically framed around the love of Jesus and people and those two intersecting. That the love of Jesus becomes real for the people of St. John's in Orange and real for the people who live in Orange and real for the people who God would have us connect to His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This past week on Tuesday night, I had an elders meeting, and those are the finest people, the most supportive people, the most encouraging people. We spent time in the scriptures, we spent time in prayer, we spent time in holy conversation about ministry and program and, and people. And we talked about this, about, about worshiping together and, and, and what it's all about. And one of my elders, who's been an elder for a number of years, he was on the Zoom call and, and he said, Pastor, we've heard enough about COVID-19 and enough about the pandemic. Let's move on from 2020 and move into the present in our worship services and then into the future. They asked the pastoral staff not to dwell so much on the virus and what that's created. They want our time together, digitally or outside online, which I'll be doing after this service. They want our worship pieces to be a refuge. A time to take a deep breath, a time to recount the word and promise of God. That was extremely good counsel. It was the right thing to do it was the right thing to say especially as we work through our sermon series in the next couple weeks turning the page pastor trevor worked through this very carefully he took those themes from uh, epiphany and, and and wove them beautifully into the idea that we as God's people press forward into the future with a sense of faith in Jesus Christ and a resounding sense of hope in Him as well. Certainly there's things that we can learn from the previous year and I'm not saying that it just kind of goes away or we live in some sort of a bizarre church-like denial. But let's not stay in the malaise of the previous year 
and drag those same sad themes into 2021. I don't know about you, but I've been so excited to mark all the dates on my documents with 2021. It just feels clean, new, refreshing. But one more thing I'd like to show you this morning one more reflection the biggest blessing that my family had that we will bring forward with us into the new year is illustrated for you in these in these pictures these pictures are the baptism of my wife and I our little grandson crew and these are perhaps the cutest pictures of 2020 as far as I am concerned. That day was a day we gathered in here and hung out as family. It was a a day that was long in coming when our family had been through some significant pieces of life. My daughter on the left, my daughter-in-law there next to my son, her brother Jake, whose godparents and parents of crew, Timothy Klinkenberg. And it was a celebration for them, a a time where where God kind of drove a stake into the ground and hooked that little guy to him in baptism and said, I will be with you always. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You little guy are baptized into faith in Jesus Christ. And with that, the whole family celebrates. And we all go back and remember that moment of baptism. Distance with masks and all of those things laid aside for a brief moment as together we shared what it is to be family. Those who are used to holding babies and holding children and hanging out and those for whom it's kind of a new deal. We are baptized into Christ. You are baptized into Christ. Baptism leads us to see a a God-centered universe. In our Old Testament reading today is from Genesis 1, verses 1 through 5. And it's the first two days of God's creation where God is at the center of everything, everything that is created, everything that is spoken to existence revolves around the Lord. You are baptized in a world that is created, ordered, sustained, and led by the power and the providence of the Lord. He made, He said, He created, and it was, and He proclaimed it good. And that hasn't changed going in to a new year. What God has done stands. And we are called to see the world and the universe through a theocentric, a God-centered lens. We have a God-focused, a a God-centered world view. Now the last hundred or maybe even 150 years has been brutal for the Christian worldview. Humanity has put power, politics, people, recreation, consumption in the middle of our lives. 
And we've tried in this weird, idolatrous way to run life apart from a theocentric universe, a theocentric, a God-centered worldview. And we've end up tired and worn out and alone and broken and hurting and looking for a sense of being connected to something bigger than ourselves. Here it is. You are baptized into Jesus Christ. You are baptized into a life that puts Jesus at the center of what we think, what we do, what we say, and most importantly, who we are. The previous year tempted us to put a virus in the center of our lives. It, it tempted us to put an election cycle at the center of our lives and then revolve everything around those pieces. But as we turn the page, We hold on to the fact that reality is so much more than us and that our lives revolve around Jesus. He delivers to us a sense of supernatural, transcendent confidence. And as we turn the page and as we move forward, God delivers to all of those who are baptized into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He provides that peace that transcends all understanding, keeping our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I am not the center of the universe. St. John's Orange is not the center of the universe. Your economics, your politics are not the center of your life. Having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you are baptized into a worldview where the Lord is at the center. And our lives are informed and revolve primarily around Him until that day where we are called to glory and all of the universe. All things revolve around God's throne. We are baptized into a way of looking at life that is God-centered. Don't let that escape you as we turn the page. Being in Christ Jesus also means from the scripture I read from Romans chapter 6 that we are attached to the cross of Christ and to the resurrection of Jesus. So Christians do not wallow in the past. We do not have this idolatrous tradition that we hold on to of sin and guilt and shame. Rather, we are called and in faith leave our past at the cross. Being baptized into Christ means that our sins that are against others and against the Lord are gone and that God in Christ releases us from our sins. God looks at us not through our sins but he looks at us through the cross of Jesus putting that cross then not on our backs for us to carry but impressing that cross and his grace onto our hearts releasing us from sin and shame and guilt we repeat and we rerun the the mistakes of our lives and the sins of our past over and over again through our mind's eye and our heart. 
Maybe 2021 is the year that you look to the cross. You receive faith in Jesus Christ anew, refreshed and renewed. You let the sins of the past go away. Put them at the foot of the cross for you have been baptized into Christ. And since God forgives you, in the name of His Son, Jesus, so too then forgive yourself. Release yourself from fear, from shortness with others, for the broken pieces of 2020 in the past, the sins that you look back at, those sins are covered and removed at the cross. So release your own conscience from them. And as you let that grace of God roll over your heart, let it overflow and wash, wash over your own relationships. Forgive others, let the past go. You were hurt, you were offended, you're going to be hurt, you're going to be offended again in the new year. That's just how a broken world rolls, but let it go. Jesus Christ died to pay the price for us to be close to Him and calls us to be close to one another in fellowship, in communion, in relationships. Every relationship has its rocky roads. And in those rocky times, Christians are called to look away from the offense and look back to the cross. Look to the Savior and then draw people close to you. Draw people close to you who you love. You're always going to be frustrated with that because people aren't perfect. But let that frustration go. And you'll find a richer, deeper sense of family, friendship, and peace in your own soul. We are baptized into Christ and into the forgiveness of our sins, which allows us to forgive and live at peace with other people. Since Christmas, I've been keenly reminded that with that grace of Jesus Christ and with that, with that forgiveness also comes heaven. Paul writes that we are connected to the cross of Jesus. He also says that we are connected to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lately, I've been out to the cemetery more than, more than I would like. I've been out to Riverside National Cemetery, gathered with a small, small group of family members to say goodbye to a friend's mom. I've been gathered out at Rancho Palos Verdes for a committal of a naval war hero who gave his life in profound sacrifice using his gifts and skills to make a difference for our freedom and our security, who looked at his ministry in service to the nation through a theocentric, through a God-centered lens. I've been out to Fairhaven even yesterday, I was out to the old St. John Cemetery, the one off of Santa Clara Street and just a little bit west of Tustin Street. 
And there's something special about going out there. I've been a pastor here almost 30 years. I've only been out there a handful of times, maybe a dozen in those 30 years. There's hundreds of graves of people out there who persevered in the faith, who were saved. When you do the math on the years born and the years past, you, you realize that some were very old, my, my age, and that in days gone by, in the late 1800s, if you made it to 60 or 62, you're probably in pretty good shape. It's the rare person who lived to be 80, 85 in those years. There were some who were very young. Little bitty grave markers that marked the spot of the burial of a child. Some were middle-aged, passed away from accidental this or accidental that or a disease that came upon them. Some of them were immigrants from Germany and others from across the Midwest. Many of the etchings on the headstones are, are done auf Deutsch. And I know just enough German to make out the little pieces of piety and the little pieces of Scripture that are on those tombstones. But I'm reminded in walking through that site yesterday at the burial of Tony Mueller that the goal of the Christian life, the goal of the theocentric, God-centered life, that life into which you have been baptized is heaven with the Lord forever. You are baptized into a relationship that will lead you into heaven. Lots of things happen throughout the course of life. Good things, bad things, easy things, hard things. From all sorts of sources and places in our life. And at the end, at the end of life, we are baptized into heaven and the resurrection of Jesus and we are saved eternally in Him. I'm not sure what's going to happen this year, and I couldn't tell you. More and more people will be vaccinated. More and more peace will roll out after an election and all of the things that have gone with it. I'm not so sure what's going to happen economically. I'm not so sure about a lot of stuff. But honestly, over the last 10 days, I feel renewed. I feel like we're turning the page. Perhaps that's the bubbling up of the water of my baptism in a little church that's long since torn down in a baptismal font that I believe sits in a, a rural historical institute. Perhaps it's me taking the head of the evil one when he rises out of the water of my baptism and says, it's going to be just like it was and you have no hope. Perhaps it's me pushing his head back down under the waters of my baptism and saying, oh, no, 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 big guy. Jesus is with me. He promised that when I was baptized into Christ. Surely I will be with you always. My prayer for you and for all of us is that profound sense of confidence in Christ.
For you have been baptized into Jesus. And there is nothing that will separate you from him and that promise made real for us, sealed in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. He promised, he delivers, he leads. He leads us into a new year. And we follow with a renewed sense of faith and a marvelous sense of renewed hope. You are baptized into Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen.